no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. Okay. I agree, you. but even outside hey, wait, of children. I was next. I know, right? I know. My hand next. You said okay. Yo, PNL said, I'm done and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Anka. So yes, I'll, I'll go. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kamari. So so my point is very simple. It was to the point where that dude's name, Jackson or Johnson, whatever his name is, is a 42-year-old and he should know better. My point is most people evolve to the, to the people that they're around. So if they're not around people who are elevating themselves, then, that, then their mentality does not change. And so are the women they're around as well. So if he's picking, he's the one picking these women, he's going to pick women that he can connect to that are also not mentally prepared to deal with certain situations and end up having a single child. So unless he has people around him who he trusts, who he respects, that are evolving, he can communicate and they can communicate with him and then he will evolve. Men never evolve because they're around each other and they're around stupid people like themselves. So they're gonna have five kids. They're gonna hang out with people talking the same shit. He's only gonna listen to people who talk about bad uh, black women being bitches and, and all this other shit, he's not going to talk to people who's around him who's going to say, yo, you shouldn't be saying with that. He's done with them. He's going to go to his boys and drink that, that um, henny and, and fucking talk shit. So he's not evolving. The question is, how do we get these men to evolve from where they are me- mentally? And it depends on who they trust and who they're around and who's evolving with them because they're never going to get to a point where they, they're 50 and 60 and think that that situation is a bad situation. Absolutely. I'm done. I, that's, that's I agree. I think we need to shame them. Their, their, their peers have to shame them into becoming they're better men. So that's listen, what has to happen. They're not going to listen to people who shame them. They're only going to listen to people who think like okay. them and who will listen to them. That's the thing that needs to change. Let's let the men think like them. They're not going to push them to evolve. If they all share the same mindset, they're not going to get any better. They need to be around better men and expose themselves to mentors and men who are married and men who are doing better things so that they can become better men. And as a man, can I just 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 to say on that piece? I think um like for me after Berlin, let's definitely switch to. Kamari, because she was waiting patiently. Oh, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. No, just, no, no, go, go, bro. I feel like the nah, but I'm just like, you know, that's, no, that's, no, good, good. Because, like, for me personally, like, I don't have friends who's out here having baby mothers and things like that, because a lot of my friends tend to be fraternity brothers, et cetera, and all these men are married with children, you know? So, like, my direct friends are all legit married and married with kids and, like, have that home table set up. So, I don't have homeboys too scold that they're not doing their fatherly duties because these guys aren't out here just like, laying over the pipe all crazy, you know what I mean? Or at least I like, get women like pregnant. But I, I, I'll, I'll be honest to say, like, I'm the result of that. Like, my father's an old Jamaican man, like, felt like <laughs> Rolling Stone, I'm dead ass. My father is Rolling Stone. And my father has eight kids, five baby, five baby mothers. Keep it on, I'm my only child. Like me, I had to grow up and see that and understand that lifestyle, understand what he was doing. I was like, that's not right. I would never even do that or bring a kid in that situation. Yeah. But I think, it goes two ways. Like, like you said, like every person, you're the direct result of your five closest friends. So if your friends is out here doing the same shit, that's what you're going to do. But like at some point, like you said, it's getting better mentors. Uh, and just when you, women should be dating men that look like they're trying to up level their friend circle and their, and, and their whole life. You know what I mean? Hopefully try to conceive with them instead of, if you know, he ain't shit. You thought he was going to be shit after you have a kid with him. Like you knew he wasn't shit. Right. That's, can that's I the speak? problem. Like, let's be honest here. You knew he wasn't shit. And now you, now you thought he was going to be shit because, like, y'all have a kid? No, he still ain't shit. Like, it is what it is. Hey, Kamari. Hey, Kamari. Thank you. Thank you, because I have so much to say. That what the last gentleman said was actually the point that I wanted to make based on the comment that the other woman made. 
as a woman, you have a decision who you sleep with. And you deciding to sleep with someone without protection, you should assume you're going to get pregnant. And you should assume that you're having a baby with them. And if you make the decision that you want to have sex with someone and essentially have a baby with them without knowing whether or not they're going to give two hoots about you having postpartum depression, that's actually your problem. Okay, I mean, people are out here having children without being married. You're putting the cart before the horse. The reason you get married is to make sure that you are of one accord with the person that you're going to have a child with. And at the end of the day, if you decide, as biologically we can, not to go that way, well, then there are consequences to it, right? Like, if it doesn't turn out the way you thought it should, it's because you didn't do it the way for it to turn out that way. If you make the affirmative choice, you know what? I don't want to get married. I just want to have children. Well, then if he's not around, if he's not acting like a husband, then you can't be surprised. And I, I don't know. I mean, I may be radical Mara, in that way. Today. But I really, truly believe that the responsibility for a woman's life is on herself. You can't go mm -hmm. and blame a man because you decided to have a child with him when he's not taking care of them. You should have known from the beginning what kind of man he was. And going back, men never change. Five men don't change. Five different women. Guess what? Woman number four knew he had three children with three different women. Woman number two knew he had one child with mm -hmm. three different women. My point is Both that these same women that are making the choices to have children with men that are not right for them, there are going to be consequences to that. And why are we talking about the fact that the choices that they made are going to yield certain consequences? Amen. I think with that though, we're we're forgetting the fact that people change, men change, men put men, men will switch up on you, men will Jekyll and hide your ass quick. Well, that's why you should get married oh, first. Yeah, so married men switch it up too. Marriage is not insurance. Marriage doesn't protect you from. Well, then make changing. a better choice. You know, women yeah. switch too. But at the Let's end of the day, you women. can't be like. You can't, I mean, the what, what I understood when you were talking before, it wasn't people that were married. It wasn't like the married man that wasn't taking care of his child. It was like the other woman that had decided to have a child without being married. And then the man wasn't taking care of his part. Why aren't we talking to the men about not taking care of their part? And I felt strongly or feel strongly that that woman should have identified or made mm -hmm. him go through whatever, you know, put him through whatever test she needed to in order to know that he was the type of man that was going to be able to be, to sustain a relationship with her. Yes. Right? Like, if he's not able to sustain a relationship with her, then, you know, you have that indication before you have children. Yeah. And okay. I just want to read some... No, no, Steph, just real quick, I just want to jump into some of the comments in the chat, because the chat's oh, on fire. And y'all talking... That is talking in the chat. Um, I know a lot of stand-up guys, and this is from somebody in the chat, mad, dope stand-up guys that are raising their kids. And I'm trying to say people you're talking about, it's true. You can't always blame the men. It's it's down to choices. Um, marriage doesn't guarantee anything, which is true as well. I'm just, you know, spitballing some of the comments in here. But I think that um, it's not necessarily insurance. I think marriage, what it does is it gives you a certain amount of, I'm not going anywhere, right? Like, if you dating somebody and it's a bad argument, like, I'm out of here. Fuck that. If it's a marriage, you like, fuck it. B before we go to sleep, let's fix this shit. It, it, you change how you think about a lot of shit because you are in it forever. In your mind, it's like, it's a commitment before God to make this shit work. So most of the time, you're thinking, okay, we have an issue. How do we build from it? How do we fix it? How do we get better? Versus a regular relationship, you may say, yo, listen, yo, she bugging off that postpartum. I'm mad at here. <laughs> right. So I do think that there is a certain amount of I don't want to say insurance, but a certain amount of permanency that comes with being married that makes you treat the relationship differently. And it makes you view your partner differently because you want to make like you want to make it work. Right. I would say that there is um, just a certain level of accountability that everyone should take. Marriages that work work because that those two people identified each other as a suitable partner first before any vows were taken. That person is like, yo, me and you can build a life together. Not only can we do it, but we agree. You know what I'm saying? And I think very often what's missing is we have to try to be more accountable with ourselves. Everyone can't lay with you. Everyone can't, can't you know what I mean? Everyone can't be next to you. And I'm a friend, a friend and I, a friend of mine. We like to joke that like um, women often will partner with someone that she likes, 
emotionally, right? But a man will partner with a woman that fits the vision of where he's going. And I would argue that if a woman decided to start dating to the level at which she was going to go, her pool would change, right? And I mean, so I, I feel you with the, um, with the idea that like, you know, um, men switch up, women switch up. I know a lot of very upstanding men who have had their children withheld from them because the woman really, the, 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 the money isn't the issue. The issue is that she wants his attention. You know what I'm saying? So like, I've seen it that way. And then I've seen it the other, where someone, where someone is like, I'm down for you. I'm down for this. I'm down for that. I'm even in a marriage. And then all of a sudden there's a difference. But the, the argument would be, you know, maybe they weren't suitable partners from the jump. Maybe there wasn't enough vetting and agreeing in the very beginning or when things were changing, we weren't being, we weren't cognizant to those changes happening. You know what I mean? So like, I think there's a lot and I don't, I don't think it's fair to generalize that like, well, men are going to switch it up. Well, women are going to switch it up. I think it really does come down to a lot of personal accountability. Um, and, but I did have a question. Oh, well, Berlin actually stepped out of the, the, the frame run quick. But like when he comes back, I just want to know, like, there's no way to rapidly assess who is going to, there you go. There's no way to, Berlin, I had a question for you. There's no way to like rapidly assess who is going to be of upstanding moral character, especially in a field like sports or entertainment. But like, what are some of the things that have kept you safe? I mean, we all in, in our own, you know, playgrounds, if you will, you know, have things that, um, that we do to protect us or to make sure that we, we are living the best lives that we possibly can. But I think you're kind of in this unique position to speak to that, that case of exposure because we ain't meeting people that that much uh, compared to you you know what i mean so how do you how do you not only sift but vet some of these people that you might be exposed to so that you don't get caught up um that's a good question um so it's weird because uh, i i live in los angeles california everyone and so the the environment here is a bit different i think um unfortunately people fall in love with the environment in the city and the aspect of la but they either love or hate the people because uh, sometimes it feels like um, people here uh, only want to build if you could build on something together, if that makes sense. Um, and I see it from both sides. Like, like yes, it could look very opportunistic, but um, in, in being in my field, like, I don't really see it as that detrimental. Like, if, I, if we were at a regular a house party and I bump shoulders with you and, like, you're a photographer. Oh, I do music. Like, all right, let's connect. And then, like, we actually have a reason to connect. It's more than it being like a, yo, let's link up and get drinks. So, like, a, yo, let's let me know when you just hanging out. It's like we actually both do something that's mutually beneficial for both of us. So, um, you see a lot of that here in LA. So, um, in initial interactions with people, um, specifically women too, it's kind of like, hey, figuring out if like you're in like similar fields that it even makes sense to like pursue anything together. Or like you could just tell like I like it's it's like like even though it's all like entertainment you kind of tell like like it, I mean like you said like the bottle girl we joked about that um, no offense to anyone who's on a bottle getting money but like that isn't the the persona of the person that I would try to build with you know what I mean it could be something physical there and that's it and people just need to be more disciplined on like protecting themselves and strapping up uh, when you're having these physical encounters but but I feel like you you kind of know. I think everyone has like a pseudo checklist of like what ideally settle or I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like I don't know. Mike is my mic. Okay, no, you now. Okay, it's fine now. Yeah. I hope that answered the question. I feel like that was those a runaround answer, but. We have while we have you while we have the attention focused solely on you real quick i just wanted you to give us an idea like some of the projects and things that you're working on just so the people get a little bit more familiar with you and with you and you know we, uh erlin is a, is a good friend of, of a few of us all of us here on the, on the pod really we just wanted a chance to introduce um, there's rice and chicken for her in the fridge. Let me get some rice and chicken. Right, I want some too. <laughs> uh, nah, I heard what you're saying. So, um, it's about you know about introduction. Introduction. Uh, thank you, everyone. My name is Berlin. Um, New York. Uh, from New York. 
Um, I do music and the co-founder of. A I'm company. putting my clothes on. Chris, uh, Chris, oh. your phone is not on mute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also co-founder of a fitness clothing brand as well. So uh, my music is streamable on all platforms. Uh, Berlin, B-U-R-R-L-I-N. I'm based in Los Angeles, California. Um, yeah, and outside of that, um, I'm the co-founder of this uh, fitness and athleisure company. It's called Health is Wealth Lifestyle. Our goal is to encourage a black community to live your happiest and healthiest life. So that is physical health, mental health, um, spiritual health, and, and, and so on and so forth. So if you get a second, I'll drop the link in the chat to check out our website where we have- um, Oh, the merch, you got the merch on right now. Show the merch, man, come on. Yeah, we got we got like merch, we do clothing, and um, even do like live IG workouts. So we're actually having one today at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time if you want to join. So I'll put in the chat all the information. But drop all that in there, folks, is asking for the site. It's dope merch. Um, I'm about to go grab my health as wealth hat right now and throw it on and all that. Um, so tell folks, you know, what got you into music and how your journey has been through music, especially in regards to the topics that we raised around, you know, women and dating and all that kind of stuff. You touched on it briefly, but feel free to expand even more. As I see you have a stereo um, and dad cap right there as well. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm from the hood, yeah. I'm from Southside Jamaica, Queens, and I feel like everyone either like played sports or, or rap. You know what I mean? So I rapped in high school. Um, actually, had like a little hood banger when I was like 16, 17. It was on MySpace Music, so I'm dating myself. But um, <laughs> after that, I had a radio show in college um, where I would freestyle on air on a weekly basis, kind of like a rap city in the basement kind of thing. Um, so my story is a bit unique because um, after college, you know, I worked in the corporate world, um, gave that a stint. Um, and then from there on, you know, this calling for doing my music really itched out to me. So I'm happy that I actually jumped out to um, to just, you know, to bring it to light. So in short, my project uh, that came out is called Growth Zone. It's really about just stepping outside of your comfort zone and ultimately stepping into the growth of who you are as a person. And that is me doing that through my music. So um, uh, you can check me out on all streaming platforms. I'm on, you know, Spotify, Apple, Tidal, et cetera. And uh, yeah, give it a listen. My, my sound is like hip hop, R&B. RB-esque. Uh, I got a, I got an Afrobeat track here and there. So, um, and lastly, my background, I'm Jamaican and Ghanaian. So, like, I think the influences of being a New Yorker and my African and Caribbean background kind of like is all infused in my music for the most part. So, two questions. First, I'm, I'm rocking Health is Wealth dad hat right now. You know what Go. I mean? Shout out to them. But um, I'm also rocking the Stereo Bros Make Content Great Again shirt. I'll let me if you want to cop one of those. Um, With the plug. First question is. Who got the best Jalof? Ghana, Nigeria, or Senegal? Oh, Kwasia, Ghana. It's easy. <laughs> All right, I mean. Oh, no. We might have to vote on that. I see people in here that lived in Nigeria. <laughs> we may have to vote. Listen, on I, I, I love, listen, one Africa. I love, I love all my African people. I love my Nigerians too. A lot of my good homies Nigerian, but they know the vibes. If any of y'all, if y'all get a chance when this lockdown shit ends, go to Ghana. Ghana is one of the most beautiful countries you'll ever see in the world. You would never think West Africa looks like that. Like I went to Ghana the last two years now, and I know a couple of friends that's in the chat that have been there, and you'll you, 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 you taste the real jollof. So. That is oh, Senegal. Oh, that's, Senegal went to a wedding. I went to a wedding that was a Nigerian man marrying a Ghanaian. Okay. I had the, the rice with the stew. <laughs> the the other jollof, okay. nah. Next, like I don't know, so they were both mad good, son. I don't know, son. It's tough, son. I like the stew though. I like the stew. I like uh, the stew. Love love. Um, we have yeah, like two just... people. We have like two people who had their hands raised still. Okay, um, and Shante. So um, we gon' we gon' we gon' go in order. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit Shante's. Hit Shantae now, because I don't want Shantae sending me no more mean messages on the side, please. So tag Shantae in now. Then we're going to hit Andel afterwards. So Andel, you up next, but first Shantae right now. Go ahead. Yes, I just wanted to ask um, Berlin just about like your um, your creative process and like what that looks like and how does your like because you I, I know that you're like a rapper but you also have this brand called Health Is Wealth. So how does that play into like your creative process? Like you, you being that's a great question. Thank you so much for that, Shante. Um, um, I think for me, it allows me to not stay stagnant if I do hit a creative wall. 
So for example, if I'm writing music and then I feel like, damn, like I get writers like whatever, I have something else to create on, which would be the brand. So whether working on the marketing for the brand, getting new products, working with my team. Um, so by all means help as well. I have two other business partners. Um, Andel, who's on the who's on the chat as well. He's my co-founder and my COO. And I have my chief marketing officer as well. He's based in uh, Los Angeles. Um, so either working collaboratively, collaboratively, collaboratively with them on the on the brand or kind of doing my music. And quite honestly, I think it's helped with like, you know, during this period of social isolation. You know, it's, it's something I've, I've always juggled anyway, but now it's like, you know, I have more of an outlet or reason to continue to push forward or create through my brands and through my mission. So what are your words for those people who say that you can't be good at more than one thing? Um, I'm so <laughs> that's something I'm trying to debunk because for me, that was always my problem. Um, and it, maybe it's not a problem. I feel like now I'm accepting it as like my possibly like my greatest gift. You know what I mean? I was never able to sit and just like, like I always feared like when I was even choosing my career was like, what am I going to do? Should I be supposed to do like they teach you specialization. They don't teach you generalization. And and now as I've gotten older, I've loved the, the, the multiple skill sets I have because of generalization, because I did a little bit of this. I did a little bit of everything. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I've, I've, I threw parties. I used to step. I used to dance. I did modeling. I do music. I got a clothing brand. I worked corporate. Like I did a little bit of everything where I feel like I know a little bit of everything. So it's not even like a, it's not like a, like a, like I'm trying to like brag. It's more like, I feel like I have multiple things to pull from to, and help and like me put my mission out in the world. Does that make sense? That's fire. That's fire. And Del, and Del is up next. Yeah. Yeah. Can't hear you, bro. How are you? You gotta turn your volume up a little bit. You gotta turn your volume up. This is better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, go on. It's better now? Yeah, you go. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yes, yes Andy, go. All right, my fault. Um, but now I had a, I raised my hand to the last um, question previous, so I don't want to bring this back up. But um, I was talking about just men and marriage. Uh, obviously, just me just being married, also doing health as well, um, and just juggling both. Um, I wanted to just touch on just like, just as when you're in a marriage and just knowing that you're committed, it's, it's at that point, like, you really don't care about who wins in the arguments, too. Um, that's one point that I wanted to make. It's like, um, as a man, you're like, yo, fuck it. Like, I'm going to take this out. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know that that's the person that, like, you want to continue to build with and shit like that. And, like, at the, the smallest things, like, obviously just being quarantined, there's a lot more people, for, like, lack of better words, forced to uh, spend a lot of time with their wife, their kids, whatever it may be. And, like, a lot of issues that they may have, um, they actually have to work on them now. So I think another thing is also, like, throwing in, like, therapy. You know what I mean? That's also something that we don't talk about a lot, too. And I think that's also something that helps, like, in marriage and also just within the black community. That's all. How, you, how, how do you cope with the lack of therapy now due to quarantine? The fact that you can't actually be in the same room with a therapist. Are you, are you looking into, you do other options or is there something out there you recommend? Say that again. Um, how do you, how do you, how are you dealing with therapy now that you can't go into a therapist's office? Are you doing teletherapy? Oh yeah, actually, uh, funny thing, funny thing you say that. Um, it's gonna be a vulnerable moment. I actually have my uh, therapy at twelve, so twelve Pacific time, so three p.m. Eastern time. So after this, um, my wife and I are doing uh, virtual therapy at twelve. So that's something that's been helping uh, myself and just also this whole move to Cali and all. At, I'm not gonna get into that, but just like therapy in general. Um, it helps you connect the dots. So, you know what I mean? I think that's something that, again, within the Black community, we don't talk about a lot, but uh, it definitely has helped me uh, understand a lot of things, you know what I mean? Just with, like, experience death uh, with, like, a close family member, my brother at a close age, just, like, understanding all that stuff and just, like, marriage and, like, to the points you guys were making earlier, it's, like, I didn't. I lived in a Caribbean. My mom, I, I come from a, uh, a Guyanese background, so... Caribbean, any Caribbean people on this call, bop, bop, bop. GT, GT, bop, bop. I love Chow Mein. I love Chow Mein, brother. I love Chow Mein. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, Maybe no mind. So like, Maybe no mind. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I didn't grow up in a, uh, 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 
close like two parent household. You know what I mean? It was just my mom, my father was around and whatnot. But um, like I didn't see marriage until my older brother got married and it, to his wife. Then it's like, oh shit, like this is what marriage looks like. You know what I mean? And uh, they've been together for all these years and whatnot. But like for me, that's what I seen. And then it's like, you know what I mean? My father and I, we close and shit like that. But it's like, you know, you tend to learn from like, all right, well, you know, my father got, you know what I mean? Another family and whatnot. But it's like, it's things that you learn, but you don't want to do. Just like Lindell was saying, like, all right, like, that's not, that's not what I would want. Um, but it's also, again, like understanding that through therapy and just connecting the dots and then just working on it. Cause like nobody's perfect. Right. Like we all married black men. There's a lot of black uh, men on this. Not all married. I'm sorry. You're not all married. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. We're not all married. I know who's married. I know, I know my special little, you feel me? We're doing a married thing out here. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. But um, it, it, it's, it's, it's when you do get to that point too, like I always recommend therapy to my close friends because you guys were saying like being in that close circle, like these are conversations I'm having with Lindell. I'm like, yo, what you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm challenging him just like he's challenging me on a daily basis. Um, not even talking health as well for stuff like that. You know what I mean? So like we all want best for each other because it's like, yo, like, we we in that close circle. So it's like you will want that um until you to the points that we make made earlier, like as men, we have to challenge our friends. If they doing dumb shit like Lil was saying, like you have to call them out. That sucker shit. You know what I mean? So I think that's 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 what uh all that stuff comes back to and that's pretty much all I have to say. Appreciate your insights and your and your words and all that. And yeah, of course. You know, that's listen. The whole thing with therapy is that, in my family, I've tried to tell people my family's like, yo, listen, tell so and so to see a therapist. I'll send somebody they weigh. I'll pay the the uh what do we call it the um copay uh, copayment the what do you call it <laughs> with your insurance the uh, copayment deductible yeah yeah copay that, that, thank you. I don't handle the bills in my house, so clearly I don't know <laughs> what stuff is called and none of that kind of stuff. But um, no, but I've told people my family's like, listen, so and so is an alcoholic. That person needs to talk to a therapist and figure this out. And it's like, oh, you been you been hanging out on on white people, and I'm like, the white people that I know do therapy a lot for everything. They'll go to rehab. They'll check themselves in. And it's not a bad thing. I think sometimes the prior generations put everything under the rug. The weird uncle that was touchy-feely with, with the wrong people, the gay cousin that they didn't want to acknowledge, everything was pushed under the rug. And I think our generation, what's great about our generation is that now we're like, you know what? I'm going to chill with the gay cousin. The, the uncle that's touchy-feely, I'm not fucking with him. Yeah. And more importantly, my mental health is more important than any one like family relationship. So I'm gonna choose me over family that's toxic. And I think that's something that we gotta keep doing because everybody in the chat is, is evolving. As people have said, we're, we're breaking generational curses. We are all on a different kind of plane than a lot of our parents. Some of us on, on, on the chat may be privileged. I know I wasn't. So I overcame a lot to get to where I am. And I take all that in my mind. I say, okay, my kids are going to have it easier, but they're still going to understand that what come with success is a certain type of, like, mama mentality. Like, that whole Kobe Bryant mama mentality about, like, being hell-bent on success is a real thing. And it doesn't matter if you want to be a carpenter, electrician, rapper, engineer, accountant, whatever you want to be to be great at it, you got to legit give 10 years of your life to being great at it. And then from there, you know, hunger down and just do it. And I think a lot of us, we want the easy way out, right? Like rapper looks easy, ball player looks easy, but they don't know that Kobe Bryant spent hours shooting jump shots. As people I know that was great in basketball, that made it to great colleges on a division one level and couldn't get to the NBA because they could hit 500 shots in a row, but the guy next to them was stronger, faster, and can hit 700 jump shots in a row. And that's what all that shit boiled down to is that in life, to be great, you got to want it, and then you still need a certain amount of luck, serendipity, whatever you want to call that shit. You know what I mean? Word. Word. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of us are evolving past our parents and past, not even past our parents, but just past ideals. You know, we, you move from surviving to thriving, right? And someone mentioned earlier that a lot of our parents immigrated here from another nation. And so the, the, the primary like place that they were functioning from was that of survival and of building foundations. And then you come forward so that you can take the, the lineage forward, right? You ain't supposed to be operating at the same space that your parents were. You now, you now have the foundation to thrive. Whereas for them, it was just survival. So, you know, um, and I think that's why all of the things that we've been discussing here in terms of like taking a certain level of personal accountability, vibrating higher and reaching for, for things, people and places that are where you aim to be as opposed to what's around. I think that will change greatly, you know, like that'll change the landscape for everything going forward in your future. So like, you know, um, that's why I said I wasn't, I wasn't really mad at what I, what Rihanna was saying because I know she ain't talking about anybody next to her. She didn't have Drake and whoever else. <laughs> wait, wait, she didn't have Drake. She didn't have Drake. Okay, she didn't have Drake. Whatever. But like they shared each other. They shared each other. Don't talk sure. about Drake like that. Sure. Or Chris Brown. Sure. You know how you know how I get about Chris Brown and Drake. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. Don't do that. Yo, Don't do quick that. question. Quick question. Can can Drake can Drake's son say nigga? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. man, no. You feel me? What? We let Drake <laughs> no. Hey, yeah, now we're going to talk about all that. Can Drake's son say nigga? No, we can't. No, His father is the biggest rapper in the world saying the N-word. He's going to be saying the N-word. Is Drake That's black saying. or white? Look at Don't worry. Can Drake's son say nigga? We haven't accepted Drake saying it. Can Drake's son say nigga? No. No. If we let Drake say it, then it's not going to say it too. No. Nah, son, his son cannot say nigga, my nigga. Say I, think, I think the reaction to him not being able to say is because of how he presents. If he came out a little darker, a little more, you know, caramel. If he lives you with, with like, then the blonde, blue eyes, I think people would have a different opinion. Right, and I think that that's fair. You should have a nigger-like experience. You should be able to identify with an experience of a black person. That little boy is not going to identify with not a fucking thing. Not only is he super rich, but he is three fourths white. <laughs> what are you but, talking but, about? He is three fourths white. But his his experience is going to be growing up in hip hop culture, though. That's the thing. Like at the end of the day, his genetic makeup it is what it is. But he's going to grow up in hip hop culture and feel probably entitled to be able to say that. And and we're going to need to hold him accountable. Period. My, I, didn't, I didn't mean to divert it. I, you were talking about Drake, so I, was, I just wanted to see how y'all felt about no, that. No, no, that's a good that's question. That's a good question because we've spoken about this on past pods before where we talked about who can say the N-word and who can't. The reality of the situation is that, like, you know, some communities, they love to be able to, to, to use it when it's, when it's convenient, you know? And I, 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 I get that you subscribe to hip-hop culture and whatever else, but... In your waking day-to-day life, if you do not experience the negative sides of that word, then you can you can steer clear of the word completely. That's a fact. Someone said his son is a a French Mont Blanc. I forgot that. Muslims is a French <laughs> and the French is some of the most passively aggressive racist people. They're so passively aggressively racist that I'm gonna say no now. I forgot. Yes. His- I forgot his baby mom was 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 was, was French. This well, actually, she's no longer a porn star. She's now a humanitarian artist. Okay, Boomer. She's rebranded. Okay, Boomer. No, listen. She deleted her hoedom. She has deleted the hoedom. But that's what I mean when I say like aim high. That's what she whoa, whoa, she ain't real. She ain't hold She fucked on camera numerous times. Like, it's, it's not a race. It's on Pornhub. Or. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's on Pornhub. It's not deleted. <laughs> do we have any music? <laughs> I do. I'm gonna play some Berlin, and so what Berlin didn't tell you is that he has two growth zones. He has growth zone one and growth zone two. Okay. Yeah, two mixtapes, y'all. Two mixtapes. And right now, I played all of his music. Like I played both projects numerous times. Um, my favorite track right now is tough to pick one, but I'm gonna say Back in Town because Back in Town is just so is 
it's crazy when a person is in a video and they're flashing things and I'm like, okay, he owns that Batman Rolex. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's 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 cool to see that. Yeah. No cap in my rap. I appreciate it. Nah, back in time is one of my favorite tracks. Um, I made it as like a uh it's ironic how I feel like it's aging well because of this quarantine shit, but I made it recorded a while ago. But it pretty much just um I've been in long distance relationships in my life. So it kind of like pulls from past relationships and explains the 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 wanting to see someone when you get back in their city or if you have to leave town and hoping that your girl kind of like stays true while you're gone for like whatever days, whatever, traveling for whatever reason. So um so yeah, and I recently shot a video for it as well. It's on Apple Music title and YouTube. I would love for you guys to check it out. Thank you. Check it out, but Here's here's a song for those that haven't heard it yet. Here's a clip of it. I'll drop the link in the chat, guys. I have a, a song this week. Um, it's sometimes when, when things get hairy with this whole um, uh, quarantine thing, Compa music really helps me. I'm a very, 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 very proud Haitian American. We so, know, we know. <laughs> you will know again, Um. And uh, the name, the group is, um, the song is called, the name is, the group is called Addiction. And the song is in Creole, so you guys might not be able to understand it, but I can drop it in the, the thing for you. It's called uh, Besson de Toi. And this is Besson it. Besson de Toi. Yep. What is it talking about? What are they saying? Girl, it's a Guyad classic. Pretty much, you know, I'm trying to get next to you. Sex. Sex. <laughs> That's what he's talking about is sex. But this is the rhythm section. You hear it? Clap it. Wait, I can't hear it. I'm not hearing it. Turn it up, Steph. You can't hear. Yeah. Now, yeah. Still can't hear it. Can't hear it. Are you on an iPhone or something? Oh my gosh, this is so horrible. Bam, bam. I'll put the link in the thing for y'all. Get you an Android. I'll send you an Android, please. Get an Android. Your audio wasn't that much better, bro. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you, you number. Here, bro. What thank you, you number. I'm just saying. Um, I'm on a laptop. I'm on a Microsoft Surface, so it should be better. My song this week is also from Berlin. I never heard your music, so in preparation for this pod, I listen. Thank I listen a lot. I feel like it's for the educated black, you know, jets better. Um, I like that you're not talking about drugs and guns. Oh um, no. Yeah, I think I like I like the experience you're giving. So this week I picked Jet Life because I can't wait to get back on the road and go and travel. I am stuck, and I like I like the feeling. Thank you. Europe, Asia, Africa. So if your passport not stamped up, you might not feel this one right here. This is for the jet life zone. I, I, I fell in love in Dubai. I worked out in Japan. I was out in Colombia, living like the motherfucking man. I fell in love in Spent a little time on Sweden. Yo, <laughs> Stay now, girl, I don't really need it. I, I fell in love in Dubai. I had work out in Japan. I was out in Colombia. Living like, like the, mo the man. I fell in love and I cried. Spent a little time out in Sweden. Yo, she tried to sell me that pussy. I said, nah, girl, I don't really need it. 
I was out in Dubai, smoking hookah, looking up to the sky. Rocking no white and just looking on fly. Copy your watch just to go tell the time. And I hit Abu Dhabi with my guys. Men of respect when we came through the set. Bosses and hotelers where we would rest. Snapping my fingers, they bring in the check. All right, yes, that was great. I loved it. Nah, it's, yo, you walk on Instagram so people can jump in your DMs. Please, um, yeah, Berlin, B-U-R-R dot, dot L-I-N on, um, on Instagram. And yeah, Berlin on all, all streaming platforms. So whether you got Pandora, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, et cetera, Google Play, B-U-R-L-I-N. Please tap in, y'all. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Kamari, that was vicious how you pulled up a picture of uh, Drake's family like that. That was... <laughs> She's like, no, he cannot say it. She found a silicon man white with the white porn star, French porn star, baby moms. I'm like, oh man. Yo, Berlin. It's kind of poetic though. It literally is poetic. What, what, what you saying? You walked on that song. Like I told you that when you first dropped that joint, you walked on that. And it's just like, Certain guys brag about having packs and, and, and krills and pistols. You was like, nah, passport stamps, Dubai, Colombia, Japan. And I know you've been to all of them places. So it's a different kind of like, I want more black men to understand that the best bragging to the women on this chat is when you can show them a new kind of experience. In the words of um, old girl from Aladdin, a whole new world. I would say this. I would say this. While um, so while of course I'm I'm um, I, I'm taking steps forward in my musical journey, and I appreciate you guys meeting me where it's at now. Um, often I battle myself saying, why didn't I do this before? Like why why did I wait so long? This is something I always want to do, and it's like it's better now than ever. But I always say, why didn't I do it earlier? And now I look back, I feel like me doing it at this point in time in my life, I have experiences to reflect on. Like I have shit to write about. Like, I've lived. Like, not saying there's not more living to do, but, like, I've been to mad countries, been to every continent. Like, I've done shit where it's, like, it's easy to write about instead of being an 18-year-old. All I could talk about is the guns and, and the block. And and I think that's the problem. You, a lot of the music, if it's just about sex and drugs, that's, that's all they know. These kids are 17. You listen to a 17-year-old rapper. You feel me? Like, fuck else you going to tell you about? NBA young boy. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, and just not to pivot it, but I think that's why, like, a loss of someone like Nipsey hit so hard for the black men in the community because he was talking about real shit, like entrepreneurship, growth, building, you know what I mean? Like, and exemplifying that as well. So, um, I don't know, I think it's, that's more of an artist where I draw my inspiration from than that of a, of a little whoever, if that makes sense. That makes sense. And I don't know if you're checking the chat, but people are feeling the song, man. They saying that it's going to be a hit. Just, just keep pushing it, man. Keep getting it out there. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate a platform like this that's allowing me to get it out there. I do want to ask you, do you feel like enough people that are in your inner circle support your, your platform? You're also in corporate America, right? And I'm sure the old folks is like, you have a good job, sit to that. But but more your peers, or your group chats and your people like that actually promoing the music? Are they plugging you? Like, are they... Um, It goes both ways. I feel like sometimes, I feel like it could be more, but it's not something I could... I can't be mad about uh, my perceived lack of support. You know what I mean? Um... Uh, it would be nice to have more people plugging in, but just at the end of the day, you got to just keep pushing forward because it's something you believe in. And you know what started to make me really believe it more is like like when you start getting past, because sometimes your friends' circles or people who've known you the longest are the last to see to to accept the growth because they've seen you so so close form. It's like, oh, what is he doing now? Oh, Khalil, you potting now? Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? She got a pot, like whatever. But um, like it's sometimes it's people that's two or three circles away that see it and it's like, oh, that's dope. And they're fully bought in. So um, and experiencing that, people who are a little bit not as closely connected, but are fully bought in and really believe in the message and really fuck with the music and shop the brand and and, and just support, like, it gives me the uh, inspiration needed to continue forward. So regardless of the support level, I'm just going to full speed ahead. You feel me? Thanks to all my friends in the chat. I see you guys. I appreciate the love. <laughs> oh, next time we do this, we're wrapping here. Um, Berlin, thank you so much for, like, catching in all the way from LA. We like really appreciate it. And everyone in here who pulled up with the shades, with a drink, with a lippy, 
You know what I'm saying? Like with the brunch. With your brunch. With the brunch, Jr. I don't know what you were eating, but it looked good. It looked good. It looked good. Um, this was supposed to be a, a giant bottle of mezcal, but motherfucker told me forty dollars for this little ass shit. So, <laughs> but it it the size of the bottle is the potency in the shit inside of it. <laughs> Or something like that. I don't know. I was mad as hell. She was forty dollars. I was pissed. <laughs> we have, we have, um, we have some more uh, live digital uh, brunch live episodes, I should say, coming up in the future, um, and we will introduce some more unique guests to you guys. You know, bring a friend to brunch next time. You know, bring bring a quarantine bay that you sussing that you're vetting digitally. <laughs> okay, because you know you can't be next to them. So whoever you're betting digitally, invite them to brunch. We'll help you bet them. Okay. So um, look out for the for our announcements on our page individually at the Stereo Bros page. Um, there's some art. Do we have any articles out now? I'm not sure. I would say that would be a great episode. Just talking about the whole digital dating scene now. This shit is trash. I ain't gonna lie. To you. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, all my friends, tell me about this stuff, and so. A few episodes ago, we said this. It's like certain guys go on Tinder just for easy kills. And then you got people that just, like, take it seriously to try to, like, build a bond. And I'm just like, a young me would have been on Tinder trying to get kills. Like, I'm not going to hold you and act like I would have been out there trying to find love. Nah, it would have been like, okay. She said what? She worked where? Okay. Tab what? Chicken skewer what? So... (laughs) But now, nah, listen, we appreciate y'all pulling up. Um, my last word for this week, because we always do a last word. My last word is take this time to understand that if you have any beef with anybody in your family or, or a friend or whoever, if it's not your fault, they got to call you before the world ends. <laughs> it's your fault. You, you don't owe them shit. <laughs> you don't owe them nothing. You don't owe them. Oh Listen, I found out this is this is a true story. Like last week, my cousin called me and told me that somebody in my family wasn't talking to me, and I'm just like, since when? They said since October. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> okay, like <laughs> my kids are fed. <laughs> I ran my miles for the day. They gonna need me before I need them. Oh, okay. Uh, Got to be the big Great, man, bro. inspiring message. Uh, <laughs> you no, know? no, because deep down, no. I ain't shit. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I'm 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 fully woke. I'm like halfway woke, but sometimes I still backslide into the I ain't shitism. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, my message for the week is to um. Of course, be safe with the guidelines that they gave you. But if you can get some natural vitamin D from the sun, if you can, you know, manage to put your feet in some soil, then you should do that. Um, Because, you know, all this inside, inside, inside. I get it. We want to be safe, but fear don't have to run your whole life. What you need to do is put on a mask so that you can take a walk, then bitch, put the mask on and go outside and get some sun. Because we need to be able to, like, now's the time to absorb all this stuff. And it's beautiful. Beautiful sun right now, which is why I always do this from the window. So um, you guys just do your best to get some natural love, some natural goodness in your system. Mm-hmm. Shameless I'm, plug on helpuswealthlifestyle.com. We'll have masks available as well. Uh, from oh, oh, really? Yeah. I need, okay. Link, link, link. Absolutely. Um, N95 masks? Yeah. Huh? No, they're not N95. I'm sorry. They're just cloth masks. So it's like... The CDC is recommending wearing something over nothing, but by all means, if you if you get access to N95, um, I would definitely yeah. put that up. I'm copping the help as well. Those are pretty hard to come by now. I got yeah, a couple of masks in the crib. Like these joints right here, they'll um, filter out like 95% of, of stuff. But I got the the Bane mask and all that too, but I'm a cop of a uh, couple of your joints for the whole family. Yeah. I need four. I need two adult, two, two kids, like little kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, my word my word for the week is I wasn't I don't usually talk about God and church and stuff but the devil felt it on my spirit because I could not get on this call for 20 minutes mm-hmm. 
So now I have to say it. If you're not you sure where you are with God, if there was not a better chance to kind of give it a go and see what happens, might it not be during the corona apocalypse? Um, even if it's just to hear like an encouraging word, like I would encourage people to like listen to not even just gospel music, but just go hear a church service on the internet. I do it while I'm washing my dishes. Like it definitely puts my headspace in a different place, especially now when all we see is like negative news and statistics about stuff on TV. I think it's really good to just put your headspace in the right place. Because we don't know how long this is going to last or how long we're going to be inside. So I would just encourage people to just, you know, listen to a word wherever you get that. You could go to ebcconnects.com for the live stream of Emmanuel Baptist Church. But that's just one place. You might find another. I like Transformation Church on YouTube. Suggest the church, people. We've got some CCC members here. Uh, but just listen to a service if you can. It won't hurt. That's it. All right. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, Berlin, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And um, everyone, enjoy your the rest of your Sunday. Okay? It's been wonderful. Damn uh, near two hours of, of uh, good dialogue. Appreciate y'all for, for pulling up, man. Bye, guys. Thank you. Later. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. We're out, y'all. All right, take care, y'all. All right, y'all. Be blessed. Stay healthy. You too, man. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.